0: Uh, G'day everyone and welcome to another edition of Tuesday Night Live brought to you by Crowcast. A little bit of a late start, sorry about that. Uh, So without any further ado, let's get right into it, shall we? How are you going? And welcome to Tuesday Night Live, everyone.
1: Welcome, everybody. Thanks, mate. Good to be with you this evening.
0: Yeah, thanks, everyone, for joining us on Discord and also on YouTube. Sorry about the late start. My bad. But uh, we made it in the end. Um, And uh, don't forget those in Discord. If you do want to have a bit of a chat during the evening, uh, don't forget to... Stick up your virtual hand and uh, we can bring on board and you can uh, tell us your points of view of everything we're talking about tonight. Peter, what did you think of the weekend, mate?
1: Oh, look, you know, it was one of those frustrating games, wasn't it? Where we we played seemingly quite a lot of good football and then just, uh, Mm. you know, with about 15 minutes in the second quarter, uh, we let ourselves down. But look, I'm trying to keep a really, really, remain with a really positive spin on this year, given the fact that we all have come along for the rebuild ride. And what I took out of it, uh, which is what I've taken out of quite a lot of the games this season, Fiend, is that I'm really, really, and we talked about this the other week, I'm really liking the fight that this team shows. I'm loving the fact yeah. that they um, that they can, at any point in the game, they can get absolutely you know slaughtered. And they don't turn their toes up. They um, They just dig in and they go to work and they try and drag themselves back. And I think that in any game of football where you've been scored you know, eight goals to zero in about uh, fifteen minutes to get it back to ten points. You know that that was the positive, yeah, um, no doubt for me.
0: Yep, uh, you're right. They don't go away. Uh, this group. Um, uh, the big thing that that I noticed out of the weekend, and we uh, we spoke about it, macker and myself on Sunday night. It really it was the uh, it was the senior players that kind of uh, let Carlton back into the game in that first quarter, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, certainly uh, Ned McHenry and a couple of other young uh, lads made some blues during the course of the game, but uh, it was uh, Rory Sloan and uh, Luke Brown and a couple of other senior players that, that were the culprits in actually stopping that momentum.
1: Yeah, a couple of really sort of poor... Errors and um, uncharacteristic errors, too. And you, you're spot on. It was uh, those errors coming from the uh, the senior players. Um, with that said, I, I was really impressed with Rory Laird's game. I thought he was he was really, really good. Um, and it was when he um, lost a little bit of his dominance that, uh, that Carlton got on top in that second quarter. Um, but Ben Keyes, you know, I, I th- those guys were really, really good in the midfield. Taylor Walker had another really good game, kicking four goals. Mm. So, you know, there were some good performances from the senior players. And they continue to usher in getting games, competitive games, in two kids that we need to. And, you know, we still have to remember Sam Berry, 14 games. Um,
0: exactly. Uh,
1: you know, Harry. Um, Harry's only had 20, 21 or 22 games, I think. And yeah. so you've just got to continue to sort of, uh, you know, have competitive games for these guys to um, to be ushered in. And if you looked at the stats after the game, which I'm sure you've had a close look, as you always do, You'll see that those guys, you know, they don't contribute a lot in terms of stats. They don't contribute. You can say you could say they don't contribute enough in that respect. But what we're looking for is moments. Mm. We're looking for uh, for signs and for moments. And yeah. you know, we see those from Harry Schomburg all the time. You know, that and third you, quarter. You can think back, and think, Peter. oh, Gee, he looked good doing that. Sorry.
0: That third quarter from Harry was pretty uh, pretty solid, wasn't it? There were some uh, oh, good moments.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but then, then you you know, you look back over the stat sheet and he's had eleven possessions, you think, mm. or twelve possessions, you think, well that's that's not enough. But that's how, but you, you have to sort of put it you have to rationalise it and and put it all in perspective and say, We're getting, you know, what, what realistically we want from Harry and exactly. and Sam Bear. Yeah. We're getting those getting those moments. Yep. And you know, eventually those that eleven will turn into twenty one and yep. hopefully will turn into thirty. Yeah. And he'll be a great player for
0: us. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um Just a quick comment on the uh, lesson handed to your man or our man, really, or everyone's man, Riley Thilthorpe. Um, It would have been a good experience for him and he was clearly frustrated. Uh, Liam Jones, a quality defender, and uh, uh, Riley would have gotten a lot from that because uh, he really... is was probably the first time he's really been shown up so far in his very, very short career.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you want to you want to get those games pumped into. And it was kind of, it was almost ideal that that game that game comes straight after the St Kilda game, where he wins yeah, it off his own yeah. boot. Yeah,
0: exactly. And
1: he can, you know, they can spend all week, and he can look at the footage, and they can uh, Rehealy can can go through that with him. And I'm sure he's a better player at the at the other side of it. But yeah. you, you you know, you can't you can't get the experience of playing on a on a Jones in the SNFL, and you've just got to. You got to wear that, and you know it's it's the the good things about some of the senior players is that they are carrying these boys through these lessons, but still providing them with opportunities to win games and and yeah. to not you know, not be too far out of game so that they lose, you know, um, or they become despondent. They're yeah. encouraged. They're um, they're in the game. They you know um, so they they're cracking in, and I think that's credit to the senior players. Yeah. Um, and then learning those lessons. And as supporters, we just have to sit back and say, well, yep, that was a that was a good lesson. It was, it was kind of poetic almost. Or ironic is perhaps the better word. It was ironic that he got that straight after winning the game off of his own boot.
0: Yeah, look, um, so just a quick segue into the SANFL um, and uh, perhaps in the context of uh, performances that were disappointing in the in the first and who might come in. Uh, McAdam continues to be a, a concern, and uh, you know, Lucky Gallant might be uh, a candidate. Maybe not so much because he's ready, or because of prolonged good form. He's only been back a short time, but Shane McAdam continues to uh, stink it up a bit, and probably needs a rest.
1: Yeah, look, we've, we've talked about him for um, a couple of weeks, haven't we? Yeah. Um, or probably more more than that. And he just, I think that they've given him every opportunity to. Um, to prove himself mm. and to get himself back into a bit of form. And he just doesn't seem to be able to impact the game in any way, meaningful way, shape or form. So, um, look, I think we've been calling for for, for a few weeks now, Fane, and I, you can only call for it again and say, look, he really does need a rest. Yeah. And they either need to restructure that forward line around somebody else, you know, possibly another small. Yeah. But um, either that or if you want to like for like, then, yeah, look, look give, give Galant a role.
0: Yep, um, you've even got the forgotten man, Benny Davis, uh, at a pinch. Uh, even if he isn't in future plans, he's uh, he's probably going okay, but it, it's more, I think, about getting McCadam out of that side and, and getting him back to basics, I think. It, Shane just needs uh, a couple of games in the twos where he can you know, get his hand on the ball and kick a few goals and get amongst it a bit. It just doesn't seem there at the moment. The other one, of course, and uh, just as an aside, you know, we've got Rory Sloan, who looks like he's going to be out for an extended period of time with a a ruptured tendon in his finger. Um, I guess that opens the door for someone like a Luke Pedler. Um, Jackson Haitley is not really in great nick at the moment in the twos. Uh, We've also even got Braden Cook, who's been motoring along okay the last month or so, in the two so uh, do you see Luke Pedler maybe shuffling in or not quite there yet probably
1: think not quite there yet I think they'll go back to Jackson only because last week was the first the really poor game he's had mm. in the last sort of two or three and I think that if they've got a bit of a, a cue there I think that he's probably at the top of that queue he had the, his last yeah. two or three weeks before that was really really good yeah so I I have a feeling they'll go back to him um but I don't think Luke Pedler's far off. I just um it, it's it's just concerning me with Luke that he's starting off like a bomb and just seems to be still fading in there in the sample games a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So
1: I, I think that he may still be a you know a couple of weeks off. Yeah. So um I I would think um and then you know, whether they um whether they go back to O'Connor, who really was just I, I don't think he was uh, managed particularly well. No. and, and um, he, he had a reasonable game as well on the weekend. So, you know, they all had good games. I mean, they played Westies, who are the bottom side. And yeah. so you, you, you've got to take it with a grain of salt to a certain extent. Yeah. But um, my, my, my gut feel thing is that they'll go with Jackson.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit different. I would like to see them actually play Harry Schomburg for a full game in the midfield rotations rather than those cameos and sort of off half forward. Uh, I think Braden Cook has, yeah. earned, has earned a crack. Uh, and uh, either he or Jackson Hately could fill that high half forward position um, that Harry's kind of been playing um, and uh, I'd get Harry in the midfield rotations, that's that's what I'd do, the main reason for that is because I think if we bring in an O'Connor or even a Luke Peddler for that matter we're already quite stodgy in the midfield and I think that just gives us even less pace in, through the midfield yeah. and Harry even though he's not lightning quick, he's uh, his disposal and his ability to put players to advantage and and create is uh, quite valuable in patches, and I think we need to see what Harry can bring us uh, uh, over an extended run in the midfield. You know, as part of that uh, uh, main rotation.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see that happen. And you're right; there could be every opportunity for him to do that. I think um, it's a good point with Braden Cook. He, he looks to me to be one of those kids who seems to play better with each level he goes up mm. that makes sense mm. and so i think that he um he's a kid i think he'll transition um the other interesting one who seems to be playing really good football is is patty parnell i mean i know he's, yeah. he's probably not he's not up for a position and you know the, the defense looks fairly fairly set but gee he's, he's playing some good football and yeah you see the highlights package that was released for him through the week
0: yeah, yeah, he's he, uh, he he's belies his small stature, doesn't he? <laughs> he? He
1: he can football, can Paddy, and mm. it will be interesting to see how long and whether he does even get a crack, or whether they just think that he's too small. But uh, gee, he can play. Uh,
0: they could do worse. He certainly can play, um, and uh, oh, he's got all the skills. Uh, do do you think that he? Do you think that he could be a, a longer-term answer on, say, a wing or through that through the midfield rotation? Because he certainly offers pace that we don't have in that area at the moment.
1: So, don't see why not, Fame. Mm. I, I really don't, and I think realistically, he'll just play out the season in the sand pool, and they'll get a pre-season into him. Yeah. But I think that there's some. I think he's been a really good pickup, a yeah. really good pickup. Very, very impressed with Paddy, but. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm detracting from what the actual uh, discussion is, and that's who's coming in this week. And um, yeah, look, there's a, there's a few options there, and even if they put you know Hakeley to um, the half forward or, or or a wing or something like that, um, but yeah, I'd like to. Um, I agree, I'd like to see Harry with a bit more midfield time.
0: Yeah, I, I've always been a bit of a sneaky G for Jackson playing a, a lead-up high half forward role. I th- I've seen him do that before he got drafted. Um, a little bit, and he's he's got good height for that position, and yeah, he does. Uh, you know, I I think if they're trying to set him up as an infid- inside midfielder, he's going to fail. I, d- I just don't think he's going to break into that area for us, uh, given who we have in that position at the moment. And he doesn't have the pace for it to be an outside uh, distributor, in my opinion. He's he's not slow, but he's a bit one paced um, but I just I just feel like he can he can play that role where he hits the ball up a little bit and and takes some marks and distributes into forward fifty. I know his disposal has has been a bit uh, iffy. Um, how do you see that for for uh, Jackson Haley? Do you think that he could be a like for like swap for Shane? Well, kind of different attributes, but. Um, but similar role, similar uh, that kind lead of up role. role that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't I think know he's a, he's... Whether, they, whether they can uh, see that in him or not, I'm not sure.
1: I'd like to see them give him, you know, two or three different roles to to mm. see if he can do that, um, no doubt. And I think you made the good point that he is quite a tall lad. He's what, he's 191? Yeah, I think so. 191. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a tall lad. He's actually a very, very good mark. And, yeah. um, I mean, he, he came over saying, you know, very outwardly that he wanted to be an inside midfielder and it just doesn't seem to be working for him. Yeah. And so I wonder if they could, uh, similar to what they've done um, with Chase, is, is to actually just find a role for him.
0: Find a role, and yeah. If, yeah. Yeah, don't disagree, mate. Um, I wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't discount it for sure. But the only other one that we discussed on Sunday night, and I'd be interested in your thoughts, I felt like we went in one tall too short again uh, in defence um, on the weekend, and it made us a bit inflexible in terms of being able to, A, uh, change up on McKay, but B, also maybe you know take a bit of the heat off Riley and, and give him a chop out. Um, I feel like we missed uh, a, a, a guy like Nick Murray just to... Uh, Provide another tall option.
1: Yeah, once again, I, I think that we get we, we you know we see one of our most important assets robbed in in Tom Dudo. He just
0: mm, exactly
1: he had a, he had another very very quiet game, and I just he's such a weapon, isn't he, with his intercept marking? And I think that you know when they when they're on a roll, when they had their their seven or eight goals, whatever it was, mm. we just, we, you know we just didn't have. The capacity to, you know, to to intercept and to stop that flow, and yeah. I think we're really, you know, we're really striking um, a, a poor balance there by expecting Jude to be a second tall defender. I just hate yeah. it, with yeah a passion, to be honest.
0: Well, I'm exactly the same, and you know, additionally, apart from taking away Tom's weapons. As I said, I felt it. I felt our lineup was very inflexible. We we really didn't have any capacity to change up our look on the ground, um, and we didn't actually challenge Carlton at any stage. You know, they could keep going their merry way with um, McKay on on Geordie. and Geordie you know, did his best. Didn't have a, his best game, but was not assisted by you know the supply that was coming from the Carlton midfield, but. Also, as I mentioned, we, we had we had no uh, no way of chopping young Riley out, maybe pushing Riley up the ground and making Carlton decide what they were going to do with Liam Jones uh, by you know maybe chucking a swingman like like uh, Murray down up forward for five minutes or so. I just felt like we were too predictable.
1: yeah, yeah, and I think that what what happens is is that you know we, we after that that barrage the temptation is just to leave things as they are because we're mm. not far out of it. You know what yeah. I mean? And so yeah. when re- when really it was more a case of, of, as you say, just being a little bit inflexible, and not really being able to look at the different options. Yeah. Uh, it's very easy to get, um, you know, reminds me of, uh, reminds me, funnily enough, of uh, the old day when Neil Craig left um, Chris Maskey <laughs> on Buddy. He, yeah. he, he's, he's only kicked. He's only kicked three to three quarter time. Well, he's only kicked four. Well, yeah. he's only kicked five. Yeah,
0: you know yeah, exactly. I mean? like, yeah,
1: yeah. You think you know we can just hang in there? It doesn't seem that bad. But then when you look at the the final result, it's a disaster.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, you know, uh, Nick's has actually talked about um, a, a bit of a, a bit of a trend now with this side so far, uh, and a difficulty to stop momentum during the course of the game. And that that from about the. Uh, the 20-minute mark of the first quarter through to half-time, it was just a barrage, and uh, he's right. Um, the, you know, I didn't do a forward 50 uh, analysis, but my eye told me that our, our forward 50 entries became quite shallow again during that period. Uh, we're often one, trans- one possession short on transition, we're dump kicking, all that sort of stuff down the line. Um, yep. And it just puts too much pressure on our small forwards because they're not quick enough, um, and yep. it doesn't allow us time to to structure up in the ground properly. And and they were just able to bounce back off halfback time and time again. And uh, I think that's where the problem lies. So you know, the, our forward fifty entries to me are our number one culprit for so many other problems yep. as a consequence. Did you see it like that? yeah and you
1: know a lot of um unfortunately when you've got you know really really hard um admirable workers in the midfield like mm. you know Rory Laird and Ben Keys they're terrific ball winners terrific ball getters yeah. and it's it's one of the reasons i'm a massive g for Matty Roberts in the draft yeah and that's that you just you just haven't got that really really you know strong kick to advantage mm. that uh, that you need going inside 15 we've got you know, uh, as much as I've really, really loved watching Ben Keys, and I, I think that he does a really good job for us. And you know, I want him in the side, and I want him in the side going forward in the next few years. Yeah, but you know, delivering—you you don't want him taking the ball inside fifty. You, do, you know, you just don't. No, lady's not much better, and Swanee's no, become a bit, almost become a non-entity in that regard as well. You know, not,
0: well, so it's very interesting rory Sloane, and it's you know you don't want anyone to be injured but it's kind of saved the club a bit of a dilemma in my opinion because he's become i mean he had a, a great last quarter wound back the clock a bit uh last week against or last game against st kilda um but by and large he's struggled this year and i think he's struggling for pace um and as you say as a consequence he's become another one of the dump kick merchants and uh Yeah, a bit of a concern that with a couple of years left to go on his deal, um, you know, and a lot of people sing the praises of Paul Seedsman and Brody Smith uh, this season. But Paul Seedsman, when he drops his eyes, we score, but he doesn't do it often enough.
1: I was just about to say that there's really, at the moment, there's only one player that that I feel, you know, confident going inside 50 with, and that's Seedsman. But as you say, it's
0: just not often enough. Yeah, when he drops his eyes, uh, he's okay. But he's so tunnel visioned um, that often yeah. he'll just he'll just kick long and it ends up at that you know that red zone about forty five meters out, and that's where it seems to be so difficult for us to defend uh, the ground um, because you get a long kick yeah. in, midfield midfielders run to the space, leaves us a whole bunch of space. Uh, behind us in that, uh, through the midfield and, and opposition teams can just bounce it over the or run it through or bounce it over the top. So anyway, um, I had another point to make and I've forgotten what it is. <laughs> um, so anyway, look, I, yeah, that's the point. Uh, the point is, you know, that even though we lost the game, um, fortunately there were a couple of other winners during the course of the round, which leaves us only one game out of pick two, Pete. One game out of Matty Roberts, you would have thought.
1: Yeah, well, that's um, that, that's the good news out of it, and um, I think you know we've got a reasonably tough run coming up now. So, you know, I don't think we're going to get two. We've got, to, I mean, we've got a game against Hawthorne and a game mm. against North. Yeah. So, there two, I guess, winnable games. Yeah. But um, even those, could, I mean, we don't know where they're going to be played yet. So.
0: No. That's who not knows?
1: Right. But I think that as long as we're you know, as long as we're around sort of that you know, two to five, then I think we're in a pretty good hit zone for uh, for a really
0: good player. In the frame. Yeah, in the frame. Um, all right. Absolutely. Um, so we've done really well in 20 minutes. We've covered all of that. Now, speaking <laughs> of young draft talent, Peter, um, we've obviously gone through uh, a few so far this year. We're talking about young Cooper Murley tonight.
1: I did want to have a chat about Cooper because he's um, he's a player that's gone under the radar a little bit. In bearing in mind, he was one of the four players from South Australia who was selected in the AFL Academy this year. Mm. So you would have thought that that he would have had a little bit more publicity. Um, but a couple of things that have happened to Cooper along the way. Um, he started off the season in the reserves. He had um, about I think two or three games. In the reserves and was acquitting himself um okay but unfortunately as part of his afl academy duties he was down at crowland and yep. during training did a, another one he's done quite a nasty ankle injury and um i see through the week also, oh well olo draper did one at training he's gone they think for the champs possibly for the season
0: yeah that's a um, real shame that one real
1: shame so that's so that was you know that's three of them all doing ankle injuries. So real shame for Cooper. He was out for about six weeks, but yeah. five or six weeks.
0: And, and they're tough to come so back he's from.
1: Gone, yeah, that's right. So it's a it's a big thing, but um, uh, he's back now. He's he's now had two games back with uh, Nord Under Eighteens, and he's well and truly back in in touch and in form, and uh, has played a couple of magnificent games in the 18s since his return and now Cooper in his first under 18 year last year was actually runner-up to Matthew Powell in the um uh, sorry Tom Powell I should say his son he was runner-up to Tom Powell in the under nineteen under 18s medal yeah last year so that was how good a year that Cooper had and that's what got him into the AFL academy um so Cooper is you know i was trying to think of a um a player comparison fiend and Cooper is almost—he's almost like a neat and tidy Ned McHenry. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Yeah,
1: he's, uh, he's, he's a little a bit neat... taller
0: than Ned, though, isn't he? Uh,
1: he no, he's in about one seventy-eight. He's okay. one seventy-eight, one seventy. 170, yeah, so he's about the same same height and build yeah. as Ned, um, but but he's a much uh, neater and uh, I, I think I think to be perfectly fair, a bit a bit more skilled. Player yep. is Cooper, so he's a, he's very very pacey. The, the only thing that uh, I mean I haven't really pushed him to, in terms of our own draft hand because I just don't think that they'll go for another smaller type player. Now, I yeah. could be wrong. Yeah, but he could end up being best available at the time, and Hamish could just say, "Look, he's that's my order." And so, um, but but he's a very very pacey clearance player, mm. Cooper, and um um. I, Remember, I told you I got chatting to a recruiter a few weeks ago at a school game. And yeah. so I try, try to, I try to pump him for as much information yeah, yeah, as I yeah, could. Yeah. And they um, they really, really, a uh, few of the recruiters really, really like Cooper for his goal sense. They think he's got exceptional goal sense. So he's a midfielder that gets forward and kicks goals, but not in the not in the Roberts Draper way, you know, where they go forward and take a mark and yeah. kick a goal. Cooper's yeah. a, you know, like a, he could really play that small forward role. Uh, before he moved
0: up to midfield, to ask um, you about. So, that, So you know, Peter. yeah, is he is he? Um, because you would think that um, he wouldn't be on our radar in terms of a midfield position, but I don't. I don't think small forward is sewn up for the Adelaide Crows. You know, I'm mean, Jimmy Rose making a decent fist of it, uh, but I would yep. suggest that the jury's out on on Jimmy in that role. Uh, Tariq has got a long way to go. Um, may or may not get it. Uh, Cooper looks like a more uh, I, neat is a really good phrase, but it doesn't seem descriptive and a compact, kind of real consistent kind of player. Um, yep. As you say, he doesn't mind a goal. Uh, I wonder whether he could be a candidate for a small forward role.
1: For, for those of you who who can who can think back to the old S N F L days, he almost reminds me of a Neil Craig type play. He's he's that real mm. sock, socks up, goonzie in. Um, just looks. He looks a real um, classy, neat footballer. Yeah. And um, yeah, look, there could be absolutely, Fien, they There could there could be um, uh, absolutely a role for him as, as a small forward, but, but eventually pushing up in the midfield. He's a wonderful clearance player, Finn. He's got he's got real burst um, and and tricks away from stoppage. So he's a bit like you know a bit like Dion Pressier, I suppose, in, in that okay. sense. Yeah. So you you know he's a, he's absolutely a bona fide midfielder and he he's far too good for the under 18s competition he'll you'll clock up you know 30 35 possessions um, playing in the midfield no problem at all. Yeah. So yeah. if you can, there's a, there's plenty of footage of him about for the uh, listeners out there you can get some footage of Cooper um, just from his la- from his year last year and you can see what I mean the way that he's got real pace and acceleration away from the contest uh, away he's from the contest. Player.
0: Yeah, i have seen that. Yeah, and yeah, unfortunately yeah. uh For our watchers on YouTube, because of the lateness of the show, I haven't had a chance to queue up any footage, but there is a fair bit on YouTube. YouTube And uh, you're right, they display the attributes that you've been describing, Peter. Um,
1: Look, he's a kid fiend that, as I said, he won't be under the recruiter's radar because they will have, you know, and I know for a fact that he'll get taken somewhere because, again, that conversation that I had, he said Cooper will get his chance somewhere this year. So he'll be he'll be picked up by somebody and most most of the watchers have him sort of at around about anywhere between sort of fifteen and twenty five yeah so that that's kind of where they' where they've got him so you know he's highly rated he's just been a little bit under the radar because he's had that injury mm. and um some there's some some boys that are taking a lot of um sort of publicity you know, like you know horn roberts and you know even draper yeah, you know, the, yeah. so the south boys are getting a lot of um you know, a lot of publicity, if you like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's
1: kept... Sorry, go on. So I was going to say, he's great leadership qualities as well. He's captain of the uh, the Nord Under-18s, and, yeah, he's a terrific leader as well.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, Sadly, Peter, uh, uh, an omission of mine is that uh, because I wanted to be different when I was a kid, uh, as a as a young Sturt supporter, I actually had Neil Craig on my duffel coat. <laughs> Uh, Everyone else had, you know, when the breaking was said, everyone else had, you know, Bagshaw and Wheeling and all that. So I thought, stuff, it'll be different. Neil Craig, uh, very uninspiring. But anyway. um, Look, uh, interesting. And as uh, 1990 points out on the chat, the the champs have been uh, postponed indefinitely um, because of the current COVID situation. Uh, So we're not quite sure when they're going to be rescheduled to. I I wouldn't have thought it would be. My personal feel is that this uh, particular phase of COVID will be over relatively quickly. Um, Yeah. You know, but I guess it allows Cooper uh, in his position uh, to actually, you know, come on with a bit more form a couple more weeks away from that injury. Um, And uh, given the likes of uh, uh, Draper, et cetera, it's it's coming, he'll probably get a few midfield minutes, I would have thought, in the champs.
1: Oh, he'll be absolutely he'll be right up there with jason they'll be you know the key key midfielders i i would be very very surprised if they weren't he'll be he'll be right up there in that first rotation and i'd be very very surprised if he wasn't in the guts as yeah. part of the um first three midfielders when the when the first balls bounce i think the when I saw the program for the Nine A's Champs come out, most of the big games, so our games against Victoria and West Australia, are not until September. Mm. But we did have one, we did have one game against the Allies, come, come, which was coming up in um, I think late July. Right. So um, that might be a game that's under a bit of threat. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, when we're talking September, hopefully they'll you know they'll be okay and they won't be uh, too affected. Yeah. But you're now, right, it'll be good for him too because he doesn't play school football. Yeah. So he is a lad that can now, I think they'll just, hopefully they'll just leave him in their Nord under 18s now for um for the next few weeks. Yeah, And just he, let him build. Be able to see him. Yeah, that's right, just let him build. And, you know, I think his, fir- his first game back, you know, he got something like 33 or 34 touches, I think. And, mm. um, you know, uh, he can just build now. and 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 work towards those championships so um but look you can't have them all and we we won't we can't have them all obviously because no. we only have a few picks but yeah. you know he's one he's one that if it look honestly um if he's uh, just happens to still be there when we've uh, you know and he's on the talent list then he may be one that we that we snap up because he will certainly be in around that in around that top 25
0: mm. well i actually think he'd be a good fit in the port in the port adelaide uh Squad, to be honest with you. <laughs> I wouldn't mind betting they've got eyes on Cooper Mill. That would hurt. That would hurt big time. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, just before we uh, we go into the final fairs of Tuesday Night Live, don't forget anyone in the uh, live audience, if you want to have something to say, uh, now's your opportunity. We've got a couple of minutes left in the cast before we sign off. A question without notice here, Peter, um, and it's been playing yep. on my mind. It's always been an issue for me. Uh, since my own lad went through the system, I, it feels to me like we're seeing more and more lads coming down with long-term injuries uh, in their draft year. And it's always been my thought that we, our expectations of 16-, 17-, 18-year-old lads at this stage of their uh, physical development is becoming extreme. Do you, do you what what are your thoughts on that i have watched kids at the under 16 and under eighteen level get absolutely flogged to death they go back to their schools and they're forced to train as well they get flogged to death at their schools they play a lot of footy uh is the expect does this need to be looked at is this an issue or am I just saying things it's
1: interesting I mean if you
0: like if you
1: in terms of junior football junior SNFL football the first key carnival is the under 15s well, the under 15s even the
0: under 12s mate to be honest with you a lot of development oh yeah, I a lot of kids get kicked off during the under 12 state carnivals which is crazy
1: yeah so the under the under 15s they that they, they are starting for their SNFL clubs now mm, okay yeah. So they will they will they'll now train and they'll play uh, some trial games and then they'll play the state champs in um, the state intra champs yeah. in September yeah. and then then that, then from that the, the the two the metro and the country zone under fifteen teams for each sample club they will pick their under sixteen squad and they will start pre season in December.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: So so they will then, they'll go, those under-15 kids, they'll then go through and they'll then go into their under-16 season. And then when they, um, the under-16 season will stop in about April. Yep. Then they'll either go back, then they'll, some will go up into under-18s. Yep. Some will play for their club. Some will play for school. Mm-hmm. So it's a massive load, yep. massive load.
0: Yeah, it, 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 is, you, it is, mate. It really is for young kids.
1: You'll get some kids too who, who will play up. So they'll take, so some clubs will take, they'll handpick some under-14s and they will then join the under-15 squad and they will then go through as under-15s and just join the under-16 squad. Yep. Yeah. And then and then this time next year we'll then have the normal under-15 season and then yep. go into under-16s
0: after
1: that. Yeah. So, so, so under-4, they won't get a break. They, no, they'll, they'll barely that, get a break.
0: Yeah, and that's my, that's my concern. Uh, we've got Kojon mm. in the chat saying, uh, what will it take to get me wearing a Chrome beanie during the stream? Uh, I'm fully supportive of the uh, Chrome initiative by uh, our sister podcast project uh, and all power to them for raising uh, all that money associated with that beanie. Uh, and I'll leave it to them they can they can have that and uh, I won't be wearing a crumb beanie. <laughs> I got enough problems without putting one of those on my head but uh, but I do uh, do fully support the initiative by the project to, to raise some money it's been a brilliant initiative this year uh, so thanks for that coach yeah look mate it's always just been a little bit of a bugbear of mine I, I, I saw my own lad struggle through um, you know the his bottom age year of under 18s um, with uh, you know some some growth-related issues, you know, he, he he grew about six or seven centimeters in in that year, and you know, was having bone plate issues and whatever it's called, it's, uh, uh, Osgood-Schlatter's syndrome, uh, which is very. And I watched the the lad really struggle through that, and I think it's not only the the workload, it's also the nature of the beast, and you know, it is what it is to a degree. But a lot of these squads start off with, you know, 45 or 50 in the group and they'll go through three or four cuts during the year. And that means that yep. the kids are always on the edge and they're always having to push. And it's not even like a normal football season because there's always that next cut coming up. And uh, I don't know. I just I, I don't know whether it's the right the right method to get... The most out of the kids, and it's also identify the best talent. Because I tell you what, I saw a drop, a lot drop off through the three or four years that I was closely associated with it.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, you know, I know of at the moment, I know of one one SNFL club in particular that you know that that they've introduced full combine testing for under thirteens. Yeah, twelve you know, year old kids. Yeah, full full combine test for for a twelve year old kid. I mean, it's ridiculous, really.
0: It's and, not even achieving uh, yeah. anything because uh, uh-huh. you know as well as I do that a 12 year old kid is nothing like the, what they're going to be at 17 or 18 years of age. And it's a point absolutely pointless testing them at that age. Pointless.
1: Pointless, ex- pointless exercise. But you know what? They're all chasing the dream, all those boys. Yeah. And they flog themselves. And then, yep. you know, then they, you know, they, I mean, I, I know of kids. You know that are you know, age 12 and 13 years old that are playing football uh, had been playing football literally seven days in a week yes literally yep. training or playing seven days a week
0: yep yep uh and, I, you I, know. I can vouch for that and it you know i mean all power to them the kids have got a dream and all the rest of it but you know uh, anecdotally uh cameron my lad who a few of you would have seen on various casts on the Crowcast. i mean He was so burnt out by the end of his top age under 18 year that he stopped playing football for four years. And this is a kid that did exactly that. He played football, you know, seven days a week for a long period of time and was so jaded and burnt out by the end of it and sore um, that he didn't play any football for three or four years, you know. Now, is that is that indicative of a of a good system that that uh, nurtures young talent and gets the best out of them i don't think it is i think it's indicative of a system that throws the mud against the wall and and sees what sticks to be honest with you yeah,
1: it's a, it's a great big churning machine
0: yeah i don't like it i don't like i've never liked the draft age and i've never liked the pathway and uh, i hope uh, that over the years in the years to come uh, AFL continue to develop some professionalism in that regard and uh, maybe uh, look at uh, the longevity of these kids in the sport rather than just, you know, uh, through, you know, basic natural attrition. Yep. Anyway, look, that's my hey. uh Wouldn't mind f- uh, finishing off just uh, quickly covering the tribunal uh uh, decision on Zach Williams, Pete. You would have seen uh, Zach's cheap shot on Benny Keys. Uh, we, just, I thought he was lucky to get one. To be honest with you,
1: very lucky to get one. Very lucky
0: to get one. Yep.
1: Terrible, terrible act.
0: Yep. And- terrible act
1: was not.
0: Sorry, go. On.
1: No, it was just. i just saying it was a really, really poor. It was a poor look. It was a poor bit of play. It was unnecessary. He got it. I mean, i in the end. I was glad he got a week because I thought he was going to get away with that.
0: Yeah, I, well, that's well. They didn't even do Stewart for something similar. The only real difference between Stewart from Geelong and uh, Williams for Carlton is that uh, Williams decided to shove Benny Keys into the astroturf, which uh, you know could have busted his nose or fractured a cheekbone or uh, something yeah, ridiculous. Absolutely, uh, it, it was um, really average. Um, By Williams, Uh, but Stewart's wasn't much better, and uh, Stewart's didn't even get a mention. So, uh, you know, consistency continues to be lacking in that space. Unfortunately, I thought
1: I was watching WWE for a moment there.
0: Yeah, yeah, just, uh, just uh, not a good look. Uh, uh, You know, just on that whole melee situation, though. Even though Darcy came in a little bit late and started fight. and I think it rattled Ned McHenry. I think they got into his head after that, and it, it, it resulted in in him uh, giving away a few cheapies uh, that were costly. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't mind the fact that uh, we we stood up. We didn't uh, we didn't shirk that particular moment in the game. No, plenty of fight in that team Fiend. Plenty of fight. Yeah, a good good look yeah. for the future.
1: Our good friend Vardy Magic was just querying about whether we had an SA NFL wrap. I thought, didn't we have a chat about that? The Sample well, that, players. I thought that's, what
0: I, that's what I thought. Um, the players of note, anyway. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. If there's, any, yeah, uh, we can we can talk about that. Uh, ANZAC Paul, just to finish off, we will talk about selection for this week. Do you see any uh, obvious changes? I mean, we've talked about the possibilities. What do you see actually happening? Just as we round this out, Pete. Yeah.
1: Right, well Slaney won't play. So yeah. he's he's an out. Um surely Shane McAdam makes way. And um I think that they'll bring in Jackson Haley and I think that they, they may well re just shuffle because they've got to bring uh, Nick Murray in because Brisbane yeah. have got three four forwards. They can they cannot not play Murray. No. So I think Murray I think excuse me, Murray comes in. And I've got a funny funny, funny. they might just shuffle the forward line around a bit and um, and bring Shane him out.
0: Yep, yep. I don't disagree with any of that. I think that you're spot on. I think Nick Murray comes in. Uh, I don't think Josh Worrell gets another run just yet. Um, nope. I do think that it'll be Hately for Sloan, even though I'm not necessarily a fan. Although, you know, as we said, if they shuffle around and maybe give Harry some more minutes in the midfield, that'd be a good outcome. Um, Vardy yep. talking about Brown being injured again, he certainly did look ginger Vardy, you're absolutely right, didn't look like he could stretch out, obviously really struggling with that with that um, Achilles still, um, so you could see maybe McPherson coming in for, for Brown if that yep. turned out to be a, a rest needed for him, but I can't see too many other changes at this stage. I think that'll be it. Yeah. Mate, uh, I know I've dragged you a little bit past bedtime, but uh, I do appreciate you and everyone else uh, bearing with us as uh, I got my ass into gear tonight. No worries at all. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks to everyone who joined us on Discord and on YouTube, of course. Don't forget you can support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash AFL Crowcast um enjoy the rest of your week um peter or Cojan's come on with some uh late breaking questions we might have to uh just take them on notice for next week mate as we wind up um but uh we will be back on sunday for the weekend wrap and then the following tuesday who are we going to look at next tuesday pete um oh gee now you've caught you've caught
1: me on the, the hot night <laughs> i tell you i tell you I'll tell you who I'm going to have a look at. I'm going to have a look at uh, the young lad from down the Bayway, and that's Lewis Rayson, who's also going to be in amongst
0: us. Like him. Like him a lot. Yep. Like like him a lot. All right, guys. Uh, Thanks very much, everyone, for joining us, as mentioned, and uh, we'll see you on Sunday night for the weekend wrap. Good night, everyone. Cheers, guys.